Blog Talk Radio. So 
of course, um, you know, it, it's literally to see it from other, another perspective. So what we're going to do tonight, of course, we've not been able to um, get the police to come onto the show, but tonight we have, uh, we have got a couple of very good callers coming in. And also, I have got to get hold of... Um, the, hold a minute. Uh, my co-host tonight... Now, do you know what? We, uh, I've got to say, myself and this lady have been on all day. Now, the only thing I didn't organise with her was she calling in to me or was I calling in to her? <laughs> so so we're doing quite well all in all. So let me just um, find her number. Um, but I've got to just say to you that tonight we have got the show sponsored. And um, my friend Jamie, who's absolutely she's beautiful, uh, will be calling into the show very shortly. And she'll be telling you about our sponsor. Now, the sponsor is Hubri Bound. Start again. I knew I'd get it wrong the first time. Hubri Hound, okay? Um, an absolute fantastic. Oh, I'm going to get Jamie to call into the show um, so that she can uh, tell you all about that. And, oh, here we go. I've got a number. Let me just uh, get this. I can't believe it. We organized everything for this show, but just not who was going to ring who as far as getting people in. So uh, oh, you'll have to just bear with me one minute. Let's ring um, Jamie up now. Hopefully, shall we straight in? Hello? Hi, Jamie. It's Sue. How are you doing? You're straight hey, live there because I I wasn't very organized. I'd organized everything, but... <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. How are you doing? And welcome to the Ask Sue Show. It's lovely to... Finally, after our last few hours of getting the show sorted, it's lovely to have you on the show. I'm looking real forward to it. I'm very excited. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, please... Tell everybody about yourself. Um, uh, obviously, Jamie, um, you know, tell us about your page and what inspired your page and everything to go with it. Um, well, it kind of started when I just, you know, obviously like everybody else, I started seeing a lot of dogs being shot by police officers in various instances. And, you know, originally like everybody else, it, it just started to kind of upset me and make me mad, and I stewed on it for a while. And then I just kind of had an epiphany and decided that that wasn't solving anything and I was getting nothing accomplished and I was not contributing to helping the problem itself. So I had kind of a long come-to-Jesus meeting with myself and thought, what can I do to make a positive change and turn this around? And that's kind of how I came up with my page, Cops for Canine Compassion. And, you know, the more I started doing some research, I started finding that there are so many heroic stories about officers that have risked their lives to save animals. And I was, like, actually shocked at what I saw, that there are so many, but they're so shadowed by negative stories that most of society doesn't get to see all the good they do. So yeah. I decided to incorporate that in my page and expose all the good that they do. They're not all these monsters, you know, running around shooting dogs you know, a majority of them really love animals and will risk their own lives to save them. Exactly. So that being, yeah, and that being said, I just wanted to highlight that on my page as well as to humanize them and um, put them in a positive light. And, you know, I yeah. I think that needs, really needed to be exposed as well. 
Exactly. And, and the thing is, you know, as advocates, we both know that, you know, we, we see all this bad all the time. And let's face it, we, we post these, you know, dogs, cats and all these abuse cases. And I've had quite a few people saying to me lately, I'm so sick of seeing this negativity. It's no wonder we all feel ill. And it's because we're seeing all this negativity all the time. And, you know, just a friend of mine, Kathy, she literally wasn't feeling so good. And she said to me, I've just got to change my page around. She was on a profile all the time. And she said, every time I look at it, it's just sad. And I'm going to share some happy posts. And the difference, and she said the messages that she's received. And, and I know you've had an excellent response with your page, Cops for Canine Compassion. You know, what, what, what responses, you know, tell me about the people that have been messaging you about that. I, the majority of supporters, um, first of all, I would just like to thank all of them. I mean, their support means everything to me, and I, I really appreciate each and every one of them, and that's the on, God's honest truth, because um, we're going to make this happen as a team. Um, most people are so kind, and they let me know how much they appreciate it, and they all say that, you know, this really needed to be done. Thank you for bringing these positive stories to light. You know, this needs to be seen because the media sure isn't putting it out there. And people seem to appreciate the the positive approach. I really think they've had enough of negative, you know, of hatred that really doesn't solve anything. It just gets everybody angry. And um, nothing's going to come out of that. We all need to just unite, as you like to say, Sue, and um, yes. fix the problem and stop pointing fingers and say, what can I do to help this? And I think people were yes. just refreshed by my page being a, the positive page, not the I hate cops page. You know, it's that's that's just poisoning everybody, and it's it's not helping the dogs, and it's not helping society fix the problem. Exactly. And also, let, let's look at the other side of that. If we're sharing positive, that's when, like tonight, we've got the police that want to join us, they want to call in, and... And, of course, we're going to be talking to them tonight, you know, to see their side of the story. Because, let's face it, we, we see the videos. And, and we have got to say, you know, we see videos of, you know, all of the bad things again. You know, even down to the pit bulls. Oh, they've been put down because this, this, and this happened. We only see the bad. And, and this is the thing. You know, we always say, don't we, that the bad news gets spread around quicker than the good news. You know what I mean? Well, I, I personally would love to speak to the police and hear it from their side. You know, Ask Sue is known for doing two sides of every story, and I do believe this. Um, and tonight, everybody, I want to just say to you that when we're speaking to them, we are going to be talking to them about the fact of what can us, the general public, be doing to prevent these tragedies from happening. Now, before everybody starts jumping down mine and Jamie's throat, let us just tell you, before we even start this program, I just want to say to everybody... Myself and Jamie want to both send our deepest, deepest sympathy to everybody who has lost a dog shot by the police. This is not a show for people to ring in to be effing and jeffing about everything that's gone on around this. This is a show that's going to be bringing in the police to make positive changes. I want to talk to the police and ask them, what can we, the general public, do to join up with them so that we can get training enforced to make changes. I don't want to hear rants and moans about it. What's done is done. We can't change that. But we can certainly change the future. And what is one of your sayings, Jamie, that you said before? Oh, my favorite is we can't change the past, but we can and will change the future. 
I add the will oh, I, in there. I would just like to say that will word is lovely. Absolutely. Yeah. And what do they say? Where there's a will, there's a way. That's right. See, they go hand in hand, don't they? <laughs> oh, that, that was quite cool. I think that, that'll be good for later. We'll have to remember that one, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. <laughs> I'll tell you. I can just say to everybody that today, you know, we've been talking about it, and Jamie was quite concerned, saying, seriously, am I going to be okay on there or nothing? I went, listen, it's just like us two talking on the phone. So, and, and, and I have just got to say to everybody, I have only known Jamie a very short time, and I have found another angel on this earth. And I know sometimes we all question about, you know, oh, it's so hard, and, and everybody doesn't want to help, and, we're, you know, we're trying to get united. And I've got to say, this page that has been put together by Jamie is absolutely beautiful. She's done a fantastic job. She's watching it all the time. An excellent admin. And, you know, and this is what we need, good quality pages with good positivity too. Now, we're not saying that, obviously, we've got to share some negativity to save some of these dogs and cats and, and everything else to go with it. But it is nice, a breath of fresh air of a page that's putting positivity, but also making it, because this page isn't just about sharing the links, is it, to be fair, Jamie? It's it's about literally making a change. It is, and you're exactly correct. It is. I, I kind of multitask, as I tell everybody on my page. Um, I, I, You know, while I like to highlight the heroic efforts of officers that have saved the lives of countless dogs and other animals as well, um, you know, I also... I'm trying to make people aware of, you know, the states and cities that are working on mandating change. Um, that's happening a little slower than we'd like, but at least it's happening. It needs that. That posted on my page as well. And then I also, you know, have added the pit bulls into the equation because I know, so you and I have talked about this. I kind of coined, well, at least I think I coined it. It may have been coined by someone else before, but it, it was new to me when I coined it. But I call it pit bull mentality when everybody out there, I get so many people that are just, you know, I hate cops, I hate cops, and they're putting them all into one basket. And it's really not fair because all these cops that are going out and police officers and law enforcement and they're saving these lives and doing these heroic acts for these animals, and you're putting them in the same basket and giving them no honor or respect for the good that they have done. And it is so unfair. And that being said, pit bulls, are suffering the same consequences as a whole. Society just, we hate pit bulls. They're mean, they're aggressive, they're bloodthirsty. No, they're not. And, I, you know, I've told so many people, what you're doing is what I call pit bull mentality, only it's based on police officers. You are putting them all in the same basket, and it's not fair. So, honestly, pit bulls and police officers have a lot in common. Yep. And, and Jamie, you know, I've got to say this, and, and everybody will say, you know, about the fact that, I always look at things from both perspectives, and I want everybody to imagine this person. We've got a six-foot-two, very stocky, hippie-looking guy that's got big, thick leathers on. He's got big, massive boots on, and they're up to his leg, and they're steel-toe caps. He's, you know, carrying various stuff with him. How many people have already judged that picture? I am just saying to everybody now, if there is a guy that's in a uniform called a police officer... Do not judge him by every single one. We are not saying there is not a small minority of shootings that have gone on that shouldn't. We're not saying that, but we're not talking about that tonight. What we're saying is just don't judge one the same as the others. 
Now, um, very quickly, um, Jamie, I just want to go to phone lines because we have got my good friend Howard on the show who was with me um, as a co-host when we were talking to Philly. Well, not literally to Philly, to Philly's yeah. um, saving. <laughs> How are you doing? Hi, Sue. How are you doing, Howard? Good. Is it Jamie? It is. is. That Jamie? Well, hello, Howard. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, and I have to tell you, your words that you just said about the pit bulls, it, I just got chills because Sue will tell you how I feel uh, about pit bulls and my passion. And uh, Okay, Sue, slap me silly. A certain pit bull by the name of Patrick completely changed my lives and many, many, many others. And um, I was never really – I never had anything against pit bulls, but I, I admit I was years ago I was afraid of them, and they are the biggest, biggest babies and uh, Sue on the show many times has had Jim Crosby on, and he has unequivocally said that they probably want to please their owners more than anyone else. They're very big babies. And, um, and you know something, Jamie? Not everyone should own a pit bull. Not everyone should have a chihuahua. You know, it just, you just, but, 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 but to your point, you can't judge, and like Sue said, how someone looks. You know, that's, um, you know, so, so thank you for saying that about the pit bulls. But, Howard, you know, we had Philly's um, rescuers, didn't yes. we? Um, and I've forgotten the officers' names. And, and you know, they've got 14,000 people on their page now following them. That's right. Um, Philly wow. was found. He was, he was lying in the street, they estimated, for about five hours. Uh, no one really did anything. And then they got the call, and these three heroic officers came. Uh, long story short, they've now adopted him. And... Uh, I'm not sure exactly his health situation, but they are three three officers so compassionate. They they were complete heroes here in Los Angeles, unbelievable. And then Sue, yeah. we also had Doc Rick on the show with uh, Herbie. Absolutely. So yep. you know, there's a lot of there's you know there's good and bad with everything. You can't you know judge just like you said with the pit bulls, Jamie. You know, people see something. You know, if you see a guy in the street like you said, Sue, with a you know. Slick back hair, motorcycle jacket, you know, oh, my God, he's a biker, I'm afraid. You know, BS. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's just. No, no agreed. Yeah, yeah you can't. In all can't... fairness, Howard, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to let you know, in all fairness, um, and I'm just being honest with everybody, I was one of those ignorant people when it came to pit bulls, and, I mean, I'm just true to myself and I'm honest with people. That was me as well, but not to the point where I hated the breed, but I did fear them, and would, it yeah. was my ignorance, but I'm proud to say through a lot of research, and especially since starting my page, I have grown to love and adore that breed, and I admit I was one of those ignorant people, but the important thing is I'm not ignorant anymore, mm-hmm. and I've educated myself, and I've learned, and as you can see by my page, there's a pit bull on there almost every day. Wherever I can tie them in, they are in there, and I have the utmost respect for that breed now. And um, mm-hmm. I just want everybody out there know that that I was one of those people. But education and just some research can go a long way. There's a lot of ignorance out there about that. You breed. got it. You know, it's it's it's, it's, really def- it's yes, it's definitely about education. My dear mom, who was a dog and loves dogs, and she's 80 years old, so. You know how that generation is. I hope she's not listening. No, but you know, she, she, she was. You know, you know the thing is, sometimes she'll see a pit bull with a spike collar, and she doesn't understand why they, you know, have to have the spike collars. But anyway, long story short, through my through my passion of Patrick, and she sees, you know, me being on this 
having the honor of being with Sue every Tuesday and some other shows and some of the good that I've tried to do through my events, she realizes now that, you know, Patrick is a hero. And she actually said to me the other day, she said, well, you know, I want to go to the shelter and we'll pet one. I was like, holy cow. So, you know, that's amazing. You know, for especially someone in that generation, I don't want anyone out there in that generation to take me wrong. But, you know, Pete, you know, I think the older we get, the harder we are to change our opinions and thoughts. But I was, I was the same way. And I also... Um, I also blame the media, you know, because, you know, first it was the Dobermans, German Shepherds, uh, you know, and, and, and now it's the Pitbulls. But, yes, yeah. through education, and that's and, and Patrick is what did it for me, to see how loving he is. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, I, and, I, and I do think, you know, I think your page is going to help a lot, and it's going to change. It's going to wait. It's going to change the way people think, and then that's what it really comes down to. I hope so. I'm working hard on that. You know, it's just it's a multifaceted page. I, there are different messages I'm trying to tie in and get across all in one page, and I'm just mm-hmm. trying to be as productive as I can. But it's just so symbolic about police officers and pit bulls and how much they have in common if people really think about it. And it's funny because that is how I conduct my what I call intervention with the pit bull lovers, which a lot of them are, you know, don't like the police because, unfortunately, most of the dogs being shot, it seems, happen to be pit bulls. But then I express my pit bull mentality thing, and it's almost like I make a breakthrough and they get it. Well, you're kind of right. I am doing the same thing, aren't I? You know, and it, it's true. You know, it's you want your breed respected. Well, the officers deserve respect, too, because they're not all out doing those bad things. And if everybody keeps saying they hate them, then they figure, why should I go do anything good? Society's going to hate me anyway. You know, let's not do that. Let's, let's, let's move forward, everybody. Let's shake hands, shake paws, and let's turn this around. We can do it. Correct. You know, yeah. sometimes all you need is a couple of good stories to turn things around. And, yeah. um, you know... You know, one thing about Sue, Jamie, she, you know, she'll, you know, she, as she says, she, she tells both sides of the stories. And, you know, you know, we had the captain on the other day, Captain Yoakum from the NG, NJSPCA. And he did say in a small, he didn't say pit bulls per se, but he said in a small, small, small percentage, sometimes these shootings are justified. You know, we're not, yeah. you know, like the captain says, we're not there. We don't know what happened, what went down. But, but, but I would say that the press just happens, has a way of just brainwashing people good or bad. And you're right, you're right. Sorry, but, you know, the other thing is, I mean, with social media now, and let's face it, we all know about this, as soon as it's publicized, anything like that, it's woomph gone. And it's, it's, you know, there's no good saying stop, we don't want that to get out there. It's too Mm -hmm. late, it's gone. It's already out there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's not, it's, it's come more into... The, our eyes now because of the fact of how social media has actually come together. Correct, correct, absolutely. So um, it's done good and it's done bad, but sometimes you'll get a good story out there. I mean, look at Patrick. Uh, he was on Yahoo. I think I saw him on Yahoo. He was found the 16th, like March 19th. And I looked at that and I was like, oh, my God, how could anyone do this? And I noticed he was a pit bull, and that's, you know, that's what basically changed me over. You know, he's a little defenseless little guy being starved to near death, 15 pounds when they found him, and he was he was totally defenseless. Mm. So, you know, exactly. as we, you know, as we say, Sue, it's, you know, and also, you know, I know it's about the police today, but it also comes down to the owners. Yes. You know, yes. The owners I'm glad you touched on that. I'm glad you touched on that because we were yep. going to we discuss that. Absolutely. It does. Yep. 
What do you think, Sue? Should we do that now, or would you like to wait? Well, well, what I want to do is, obviously, we've got um, the Hoobry Hound, and I've said it right, thank goodness for that. It's only took me, like, goodness knows how many hours to learn it, but we've got the Hoobry Hound uh, sponsored the Ask Sue show today, and it's going to be for the next few weeks, so I'm absolutely chuffed to, uh, to bits, Jamie, to welcome you on board with the Hoobry Hound as well. Now, um, Howard has got an elderly dog, I know, Rosie, mm-hmm. and you did say, Howard, that she suffered, you thought, a bit, a bit of arthritis and joint problems as everything, didn't you? Correct, yes. We have a um, we have a three-story townhouse, so I noticed she's, um, I, I'm giving her some, uh, was it glucosamine? I noticed a little difference. Yeah, she has trouble, you know, she's six, she just turned 16, so she's having a little trouble. She gets a little nervous on the steps now, she hesitates. Um, probably if she wasn't here for 13 years, it would probably be worse. But yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's starting to suffer a little with the legs. She's getting old. Well, Howard, Jamie is an angel in so many different ways. Uh, Jamie, tell Howard and and everybody listening to the show about Hoobry Hound and obviously how you've got involved and everything with it. Well, I was actually okay. fortunate to get to get tied in with the CEO. Her name is also Jamie, Jamie Parker. And I'll make a long story short, but Jamie, the CEO, used to live in New Zealand, and her dog is a Great Pyrenees Golden Retriever mix, and her dog had crippling hip dysplasia and arthritis. Hmm. And she had tried a bunch of things, nothing was helping, and somebody in New Zealand, one of her friends, said, have you ever tried Hooperhound? And she had not tried it, she hadn't heard of it, but she figured at that point, what have I got to lose? She put her dog on it, and as she says, it was a life changer for her dog. And she kept her dog on it and then has since moved back to the U.S., and, of course, she went to buy more because it was the only thing that had helped her dog, mm-hmm. and that's when she realized it wasn't sold in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So she took out all her savings. She worked with the veterinarian in New Zealand and bought the rights to sell it in the U.S. And mm-hmm. you can only from her, and, you know, it's, Hoover's North America, mm-hmm. and uh, what it is, is it's an all-natural product. It consists of glucosamine. It's got perna muscle. That is the key ingredient, and that's what works all the magic in that product. Perna muscle mm-hmm. is an amazing thing. They're, they're even using that on equine formulas and human formulas alike for arthritis. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, it's all natural. It's got vitamin E, it's got sun-dried sea kelp, and it's got some bone meal in it, which provides the natural beef flavoring. And wow. it's just a beef powder. Yeah, that's all it is. Very simple ingredients, but mm. the key factor being the perna muscle and the amount of it in there. Some products mm. you'll see say, yeah, we have it in there, but they put just a pinch in there to say they've got it in there. This is almost half perna muscle. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's just a great, it's a beef flavored, so it's no pill you're jamming down their throat, and you mm-hmm. just sprinkle it over their food. They love the taste, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it is it is a really good product. It was developed by a veterinarian. Um, his name is Phil Robinson, and he's out of New Zealand, and mm. it's been there for 10 years now. And yeah, um, That's great. The more natural the stuff, you know, the better. Yeah, absolutely, because there's so many products here that have all these additives in it that are not good for dogs, and you're solving one problem to create three yeah, others. Another, yeah, now the stuff. And, have, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, Howard. The stuff I have Rosie on has vitamin C and E. It has yucca, and and glucosamine. It's it's supposed to be it's 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 uh, called glucosamine. Well, I don't want to say the company, but it's supposed to help the hip and joints. So it looks like it looks like it does have some good products in there with the yucca, the vitamin C and E, and glucosamine. 
So I give her a teaspoon a day. She only weighs 10 pounds. And I've noticed a little difference, actually. But I do want to look into the product you're talking about. It sounds like it may even be better. Yeah. Well, well, that would be good. Ingre- so, sorry, I'm interrupting again. But what's that main ingredient you said to look out for that isn't actually in a lot of the products, but it is in Hoobry Hound? It, it's called, it's perna mussel, and it's actually a mussel from the sea, the ocean. It's And it's actually, um, excuse me, they live off the coast of New Zealand. Hmm. And it, right. it, they're actually amazing for all kinds of stuff. I mean, they're using it in all kinds of human supplements and whatnot because they also have glucosamine in them naturally as a living organism. So they're getting the glucosamine that's already been processed in a natural organism to begin with. So you really don't get much much purer than that um, as far as that goes. And New Zealand is very particular about how they process this stuff. They take it very seriously because perna muscle is like that's their thing, okay, and they that they take that very seriously. And um, the perna muscle basically helps to thicken the synovial fluid between the joints, which is when they're starting to get arthritis. That's mm-hmm. when that starts to dry out because it's, all that lubrication has leaked out and they no Correct. longer have lubrication. So it's bone on bone. Well, the perna muscle helps to thicken that synovial fluid, which there again helps relieve swelling, and mm-hmm. it promotes much more comfort. Mm. It's a, it is it is a, it's a really good product. Um, it, it comes in one size um, container, and the container lasts a giant dog breed about three to three and a half months. Okay, so wow. it depends on what we're talking—a German Shepherd versus a Newfoundland, of course. Mm. Um, mm. But, yeah, so it goes a long way. And for a small breed, I mean, depending on how small, it could last them 10 to 12 months because it's just wow. based on, you know, size as to how much you give them. Hmm. That's and, amazing. And Howard, yes. uh, I actually managed to speak to Laura. John, I'm reading Laura in the chat room. If anybody thinks that my head's fried tonight, it is. <laughs> fried? Uh, fried, I think you were up 23 and a half out of 24 hours, young lady. Uh, I have had about an hour's sleep. I busted her about three I, I'm times. I'm very impressed I, with you. I'm very I, impressed with you, too. I busted her about three times last night. I said, go to sleep. She said, no, 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 no. I was still on the phone, and it was, yeah, it was just crazy, but it's all good. I just want to say, Howard, as well, yes. I spoke to um, Jamie before the show, and I said, is there any way we can offer something with the Ask Sue show? And obviously people that are liking the my head has gone. <laughs> the cops for canine compassion. And I wanted to know if anybody would be able to um, get that, you know, we could get some offer for them. And if you actually go onto the website and you put in the code CTCC, you can actually get a discount on it as well. And that is with the Ashley Show and, sorry, Jamie. CFCC, and it's all caps. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm so sorry. No, it's not CTCC. It's CFCC. Oh, my goodness. I'll wake up in a minute. I'll That's a, no, no worries. No, you're, you're fine, but it just needs to be all caps because um, it wouldn't take the lowercase. So it's just, you know, obviously, you know, pop for canine compassion. So we did a CFCC code, and um, they'll get everybody a dollar off um, their purchase. Yeah, oh, that's excellent. great. That's wonderful. And um, I've just got to do a big shout-out to Laura, who's in the chat room. Laura Smith, absolute angel she is, and she's already sharing it for us out there as well. So that's brilliant. Thank you very much for that. Well, thank you. Um, and if anybody wants to go and have a look, we haven't even give the website out. It's 
Hubri, and that's H-U-B-R-I, hound, H-O-U-N-D, dot com. That's www.hubrihound.com. If anybody's struggling with the link, uh, have a look in the chat room, but also it will be on my blog after the show as well. So if anybody wants the links, they'll be all in there as well. And also, if anybody has any questions, they can message me on the Cops for Canine Compassion page. If they have any questions about the product whatsoever, I'll be more than happy to answer any and all questions about the product. How long have you had your page going for? My page has only been going for, I'd say, about three weeks. It hasn't been long at all. I've, I've just been working really hard to build it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been it's a daily thing. You know, as you know, you know, Facebook just doesn't build itself unless you're Ellen DeGeneres. You know, you just you got to really get don't out mention there. That name. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he's a dog lover. No, Come no, it's on. a personal joke. Personal joke. Oh, okay. Well, it's only because and later on the break. <laughs> yep. I say no. It's only because I keep saying I'm very jealous of her because I'd love to have her following. So that when we shared a dog, we could pretty well guarantee by the end of the day it would be rehomed after going to 8 million people. Yeah, there, there would be no more homeless dogs if we had our connections. Every day they'd all get adopted. Maybe we ought to uh, tie up something with her. We ought to try to, you know, have we, do the Ellen DeGeneres shelter. Yeah. But, <laughs> do you, oh, do you know what? Don't even start me off because I can feel a rant coming on. Um, but... <laughs> Well, the thing is, I keep saying to people, you know, we've got the radio show. We just need people to join the Ask Sue Show group, and we need to get those numbers up. Not for me or anything like that. It's about the animals. So that when we share a post in there, all of our posts will go to more people. So the more we can get in there, the better. Well, Sue, I think I I think I feel an event coming on because once once I'm done with Patrick's uh, the court case, I think we can do an event here to get our page going. Oh, definitely. It's had an absolute fantastic response so far, but definitely, yes, of course, we'll do an event to go with it as well. Definitely. Definitely. So so what do you think of Hoobie Home, then? Do you think Rosie might like to have a try? I think I'm going to have to try it. I have to ask her permission first. You know, she's over 18, so let's see, she's 80 years old. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get her. No, it, 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 sounds, it sounds amazing. Now, stupid question. Do, uh, do humans also um, take this? Is there a human form of it? I know it's a little old question. But, that is huh? not a stupid question. I don't believe there is such thing as a stupid question. And there absolutely is a human form. The veterinarian covered all angles. He's got an equine formula. He's got Uber Hound. And he does have a human form, but we don't sell that. You would have to get that directly from New Zealand. Okay. Um, however, there honestly is stuff in the States with Perna Muscle in it. You just want to make sure... I would suggest making sure it has a very good amount of perna muscle, not just like a little trace element. Yeah. And anything with extract would benefit mm. you much better than just the, like if you go to say, I'm going to give Vitamin Shop a plug right now because I do mm-hmm. love the Vitamin Shop. Um, they're a good place to go if you have one in your area um, to maybe get it in liquid form. Yeah, I do. I do. Form, you can yeah. get it. Even just that, I think, I mean, people swear by it. It's, it's, it's good for all kinds of stuff. Research it, folks. It's, it's good stuff for everybody. Yeah, the reason I'm asking is I had cervical spine surgery three years ago. My uh, my C5 just uh, there was nothing left. I had bone on bone pain. So, oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you but should try it. I'm going to try it. I'm definitely going to try really it. You really should. Yeah, get the extra. Yeah. Yeah, Sue, I like this young lady. I uh, think she's one of us, Howard. She's, yes, she's I feel it. I, I feel family. it. I feel it. She's <laughs> part of the family. <laughs> hey guys, I appreciate that. Well, I don't know. Oh, when, you get, 
when you become part of this family, I have to warn you, things can get pretty crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, you haven't met my father, have you? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, he prepared me for life, so I'm happy to say that nothing you can do or say will shock me. Okay, where are you from? <laughs> are you in the U.S.? or? Yeah, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina right now. Oh, okay, I'm in I'm in Los Angeles. Okay, well, I was born in Huntington Beach, California, so. What's that? I was born in Huntington Beach, California, though. So oh, I okay. Been... I live about uh, probably about 45 minutes from there. Okay, we'll see. Well, Sue's going to be doing a tour of the U.S. sooner than later, so I'm sure she'll stop in Carolina to see you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, i tell you what the trouble is. It, it started off that I was coming over for a week. I think we're up to about a month and a half with the stays at each and everybody's house. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Exactly. Absolutely brilliant. So, Howard, thank you so much for yes. calling in and touching base with us. I really yes. appreciate that. And uh, thanks for Howard, having me thanks on. Howard, thanks Yeah, friend me on Definitely. Facebook. So we'll give you my profile. Friend me on Facebook, and then we'll talk. Definitely. Okay, it was so nice meeting you, and thanks for thanks for joining us on the show. Same here. Peace out, be groovy, and Sue, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, all right, then, darling. Big hugs. Catch you soon. Take care. Cheers, love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And to anybody that uh, does try Hubrey Hound, please get in touch with us afterwards. You know, if you can see a massive difference, you know, literally within a couple of two, three or four weeks, um, get in touch with us and let us know, because uh, it would be good to get some feedback, wouldn't it, as well? Do you know what I mean? To pr- literally be able to tell other people that, yeah, we have actually sold it through the Asusha and actually made a difference as well. Yeah, that would be great. And um, just so you all know, too, um, Jamie, the CEO has also offered to we're going to work something out where we get it donated um, in certain quantities, you know, maybe here and there, to various canine units that are active that need it. Um, we're going to we're working on doing something like that to getting it donated to some police departments because they work their dogs so hard, and um, you know, justifiably so. And this can help any dog. You know, it helps keep the joints lubricated. It's a good preventative from even if your dog's not there, giving them something like this prevents, can help very much help prevent the long run, you know, Um, and it also helps to give them energy as well. So we're going to try to find some canine pups in need and um, do a good deed that way as well, just so everybody knows um, her and I are working on that. That's fantastic. And this is what it should be all about, Jamie, isn't it? Everybody helping everybody, do you know what I mean? And I want to say to everybody knows, is anybody else that wants to get in touch with the show, maybe you want to um, sponsor the show as well, please just give me an email, asusshow at gmail.com. Um, get in touch and let's, you know, start showing people good products like Hoobery Hound that we can actually make a difference for our dogs. And also, if they're just starting to um, get wet, a bit achy, you know, you can see a difference, I always say to everybody, prevention is better than cure. Don't leave it until they're having a real bad, hard time. I mean, as soon as they start to, and as Max has just said as well, copycat, um, he said it's good to start using as they start to slow down. And that's right. Don't leave it until, you know, they're having real bad trouble. Start getting it into their system straight away. And and you're very right. And I I have had people tell me that, that they wish we had had this product out. And, guys, I swear I'm not just saying this, but when your dog gets to a point where it's, it's beyond 
this type of thing, you know, for some dogs it is too late, and it's because the bone has been on bone for so long that there's only so much a product that lubricates the joints can do once the bone has already been rubbed so much that, you know what I mean, it's, it's preventative is key, really, um, especially for larger dogs, um, any dog, yes, but particularly larger dogs. You know, preventative is key, and, you know, you could save your dogs, you know, from surgery and just giving them all-around quality of life for an you know, extended amount of time, um, you know, with doing something but, so simple. And um, yep. price-wise, we're actually slightly lower than anybody that comes close to what we have, and our product goes further um, as far yeah. as dosage. So it's, it's a great deal and a great product. But but also, it could be saving you thousands as well, because let's face it, I, I had to go, unfortunately, into the vet the other day with, with the kitten, and the amount of money, literally just to be seen half the time. And, you know, at the end of the day, like we say, prevention is better than cure. And, and if it prevents, you know, a, a lot of aches and pains for your dog, it could be saving you a hell of a lot of money too. No, and you're right. And like I told people, and, I, and I'm not kind of I'm a veterinarian, so I don't want this to be misconstrued or work against me here. But if you know that your dog has hip dysplasia and or arthritis and that's why it's hobbling around, if that's if you know, you know your dog, and if you know that's what it is, you don't need to go spend 70 or $80 to have the vet tell you that. That's You know, if you don't know, then yes. But like I know growing up, we had a golden retriever. We knew for years she had hip dysplasia, but yet every time we needed more medication or anything, they would want us to, you know, they'd want to see her. So we would have to go in and pay the visit and then also for the meds. But meanwhile, we knew what she had already, if that makes any sense. But yeah. let it be known again, I don't want anybody getting upset with me. I'm not coming down on veterinarians at all. I just know that times are tough for everybody all the way around right now. And for the price you could pay for a vet visit, you could get a container, a Hoover Hound, that will last you, if you have a large dog, three and a half months. So, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. one of those things. Exactly. And just let everybody know, we will be doing a show as well about the Um And so you can actually call into the show and actually ask some questions as well. And maybe, you know, how, how long did it take for the Hoover to come through? I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? How, how long does it take to come through? How long is the delivery and everything? The actual shipment of the Uber Hound? Yeah. So or if, do you if mean we the effectiveness of it? Sorry, if people ordered it today, how long does it usually take to come through? Oh, okay. It is coming from the States. really just depends on where they live. Um, Jamie purchased a lot from New Zealand and got it here in the States. Um, and once we go through that, we will have to order from New Zealand again. Um, so it, you know, just pretty much regular shipping in the U.S., whatever it would take from state to state. It really just depends. It would be being shipped from North Carolina. So wherever you live, whatever your average, you know, shipping time frame is from North Carolina, that's how long it would take. It's shipped direct, directly from North Carolina, but she's brought it in from New Zealand already. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. No, that's excellent. I'm so chuffed. That that is just brilliant. And I've got to say that we used to have a dog um, called Toga when we were younger, and he ended up having a stroke. And then obviously he was, uh, you know, he was a bit wobbly. And then obviously the arthritis and everything set in with him, bless him. And I look, I'm like, as soon as I tried to put the phone down to you, I thought, wish I hadn't known about that ages ago. And I think, you know, there must be a lot of people that are thinking, oh, I wish I, <coughs> I wish I could have had it for my dog. And and everything. So it's it's good. I'm so glad that we've got something, you know, that we can actually advise to people as well. 
Yeah, I'm really glad, too, and it is. And it's heartbreaking, too, because I had some people say, we just put our dog down two months ago. We wish we had seen your product sooner. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things. Can't change the past, but we can, and we'll change the future. I'm going to bring that back in. But, um, it's you know, I feel bad. What do you say to him other than I'm sorry? You know, because it is a very effective product. I wish it had been available here sooner as well. And um, I do just want to reiterate with everybody, should you go order, please remember to type in CF. CC for Cops for Canine Compassion, there will be a spot for a discount code. You click on that, and that's when you put your CFCC, and that's going to get you your $5 off your purchase, okay? I just want to make sure everybody, you know, remembers that. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Oh, I'm so chuffed with that. That's absolutely brilliant. Really, really chuffed. Um, So if anybody wants to um, please get in touch about that, um, let me just repeat again the website to go and have a look at, www.com. Hoobrihound, H-U-B-R-I-H-O-U-N-D.com, and please put in your little code C-F-C-C. I'll just repeat that. That's C-F-C-C. So, uh, well, that's absolutely – I'm really chuffed with that. That's brilliant. Right, now, have we got um, – now, we're – do you know what? My children have gone out the room. They've been already been told that they can't come in the room and they've got to leave me be. And unfortunately, they have gone and turned the light off. I can hardly see my piece of paper. But I can't complain because they're not disturbing. <laughs> so, That's right. Um, I, I'll tell you. So is um, Holly, was Holly calling in? Did we say? Yes, Holly was calling in. Right, okay. That's probably Holly waiting then. Let's get Holly onto the show. Hi, is that Holly? Yes. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, good, thank you. So tell everybody about yourself, Holly. Um, Obviously, um, firstly, a pleasure to have you on the show. Tell everybody about who you are and what you do. Well, um, I I work with the Richland County Sheriff's Department in Richland County, South Carolina. I am currently part of the Special Victims Unit, which I investigate... um, Special Victims Crimes, which is um, sex crimes and um, child abuse, and I am the uh, kind of <laughs> kind of appointed by the chair of the animal cruelty investigator, um, and I do that in addition to my other duties. I just kind of fell into it um, because I took an interest in when I would go out on calls and see animals that something needed to be done about, um, and took it upon myself to. Uh, learn the laws of the state and figure out what needed to be done, you know, to try and um, charge people that were mistreating the animals and, and get some help for the animals that were being mistreated. And and how how are people in response to that? You know, do, do you always get the reaction, well, I'm looking after my dog and I know what I'm doing, or are people actually quite open in wanting some help? Well, you get both. You get... Um, you get people that just, you know, they refuse to believe that they're doing anything that's, you know, neglectful or inappropriate. And then you get other people that will tell you, you know, that, oh, well, I I was not aware of this or that or the other, especially with, like, horses. You know, we, we get a lot of calls about horses that are um, undernourished, and people just, you know, don't know how to feed them properly. So it's a matter of educating them on, you know, proper nutrition for a, an older horse or, you know, something that needs to be done um, to improve the health of the animal. And I think a lot of it has to do with how you approach the person. I mean, if you go in there 
with the first thing in your mind is, you know, I'm going to throw this person in jail and, you know, I'm not going to listen to anything they have to say, then you're you're not going to get very far. But you kind of have to go in and talk to people and, and from the approach that, hey, you know, this this isn't quite right. We'd really like to try and help you. And, and then if they're, um, you know, if they're hard-headed, they don't believe they're doing anything wrong, then I kind of, let them know what the state law is in regard to the care of the animal and the animal's not being taken care of properly and that, you know, we can take enforcement action if we have to. Um, yeah, that's how it goes. So, obviously, we're talking tonight about the um, the police with canines and the compassion, and obviously you've seen uh, the absolute brilliant page on Facebook that's been started by Jamie. Um, what Any suggestions you've got for... You know, we're saying about the fact that the general public does just sometimes not help to themselves as far as the police. Do you do you find that yourself? Have you come across that in your line of work? Well, I'm not sure. You're asking me whether people are not helpful to the police. Is that what you were saying? No, as far as, you know, you know, obviously what they say, the public is saying about the police are shooting the dogs, but the, the reality oh. is there's always two sides to every story. And, you know, do you see a lot of people just letting their dogs roam free and thinking that's okay? And then, you know, how are they responsively as far as letting them out and not keeping an eye on them? Um, I, don't, I don't see a lot of that. I mean, um, there are laws in um, – you know, there's laws in Richland County. There are ordinances in the county and in the city that dogs can't run at large. Um, and, of course, you have them, but most people know that they're not supposed to do that. Um, and most people keep their animals contained. Okay. Have you got any questions, Jamie? First off, I just I just want to say, hello, Holly Wagner. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Jamie? I'm good, thanks. It's nice to meet you, and I'm so glad that you came on today. I'm real glad. I was very excited to hear that you were coming on. You were the perfect person. Um, well, thank you for asking us. Okay, it, was, it was my pleasure, believe me. I'm really glad um, just everything that you do. And um, Were you going to, to touch on trunking? I know I got a question mark on the trunking earlier. I Are you familiar with trunking, Holly? I, I have heard of it. Um, I I know what it is um, from just from classes that I've been to. I have not seen any of that. Um, I I think that's something that happens more in you know urban areas. And um, most of the dog fighting that we have in Richland County is um, out in the rural areas. So it's in you know it's either in a makeshift um, ring or in an abandoned house, or um, things like that. It's, it's, I have not seen any of it uh, personally, but I know what you're talking about when you talk about trunking. I knew you would, and I absolutely knew you would. Um, and can, I, can I ask you one thing, and I know you'll probably be the best person to do this way better than me. Can you just give us like a quick kind of overview of what people can look for in their neighborhoods and public areas? to make them aware that there might be a dog fighting ring going on. I know there's, you know, key points that I'm sure you definitely know that people can keep an eye out for, you know, just certain kind of hints that this might be going on. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely um, definitely things people can do. One, one of the things is if you live in a rural area and um, there's just constant dog barking either early in the morning or, or late in the afternoon. And, and that's usually when it is, but it could be almost any time of day. Um, 
because somebody has a large number of dogs on a piece of property out in the country, um, they'll usually, you'll see them driving around with dogs, not like hunting dog crates in the back of their truck, but like the mobile units in the back of a pickup truck. If you see that going in and out of a property a lot um, and you hear the dog barking, somebody, somebody's probably got a dog yard down in there somewhere where they're raising them. Um, and the best thing to do is just call local law enforcement and kind of let them know what you've seen and, and what you think is going on, and then somebody can check into it. The best thing we can have is if somebody actually hears a fight. And um, we had this uh, a couple years ago, and we had a major uh, a major break, had a, a nice case that we made. And the guy heard it going on and called while it was happening. And so we were able to respond while there was a fight in progress and um, charge some people. We actually charged five people in that. Um, and it's it's hard to charge people because people will call you and say, I think they're dog fighting on that property. But if you, you can't get a search warrant just because somebody has 12 pit bulls on the property, you've got to have more than that to go on there and look at their property and see what's going on. So it's quite a difficult thing to um, investigate. You just kind of have to get, you have to be persistent and then you have to get lucky. Um, but, um, yeah, the, um, the community can be a big help just by letting you know that they know what's going on there, and you know that's that's how we got this last one. We knew the guy was fighting dogs. We didn't know we had known he'd been fighting dogs for years, and it just took a concerned citizen that heard a fight in progress to call us. To um, the guy's actually in jail right now. Um, the guy Excellent. that owns the, property, the guy that owns the property is in jail right now, so that's a good thing. Um, but that—that's what we need, you know. We need people that will will give us the give us the clues of what's going on. Holly, Holly can, is can it, I is ask it, you? Go I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sue. No, come on, carry on. Okay, Holly, I just want to ask you. Is this the? This is one of my all-time favorite stories. If it's the one, and I've done posts on it. Um, is this the one where y'all did a couple years ago, where you all seized the 24 dogs and? Sheriff Lott did not want them to go to animal control and fear that they would be put to sleep, so you guys and your whole department housed and took care of the dogs till they were all adopted. Is it that story? Oh, yeah, it's that story, but that's not all 100% correct. He, um, he did not want any of the dogs to be, I mean, in South Carolina, usually when you see dogs, I mean, they bring them in and they immediately euthanize, and that had been the standard practice. And um, we just... You know, he just didn't want to do that. And so animal control did come in and get the dogs, but um, at the end of the 10 days, at the end of the show cause hearing, they became the property of Richland County Sheriff's Department instead of Richland County Animal Control. And we found foster homes for them, and we did have several deputies step up and take animals. Um, and there's been some real success stories with it we had. We had three dogs that went out west. Two of them went to Austin, Texas. One of them went to Phoenix. Um, we've had, uh, we have a dog that went up to New York State because Animal Farm Foundation came down and helped us evaluate the animals. They took one up, and I believe he's a, um, he's a service dog. And um, we had two dogs go to Rhode Island that are in forever homes now. It was, a real, it was really, really a, a, a good outcome. For the for the dogs, we evaluated them, and the ones that could be adopted were adopted. Um, and out of the 24, um, we ended up only euthanizing six of them. And um, two of the one of them was just 
she was really, really old and had had no telling how many litters of puppies, and she was very ill when we got her. And then we had um, two more that had health problems, and then we had a couple dogs that we just we could no longer um, we just could no longer keep them. They were never going to be adoptable. They were they were so aggressive. Um, they were just they were dangerous. Um, so that's that's how we did. We 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 only had to um, euthanize really four of them for the aggression issues. Well, I commend you all for that that whole effort, and um, it's amazing. And I apologize. I I kind of went by a media-related news article when I did my post, so everybody, I would like to apologize. Obviously, the article said the 24 were adopted, so if there's any little switch in what the actual story was, I apologize, but I still commend them as a department. I mean, that is an absolute amazing act for you all to take such ownership and have so much compassion for them and to just take it that far. And, I mean, I really commend you guys. I mean, that is that's an amazing amazing accomplishment, and you guys are such an amazing sheriff's department. Yeah, I I really feel fortunate to be able to work for Sheriff Lott because he has such a concern for um, the community and not just the people in the community. I've said it before. He cares about not only the, the, the citizens of Richland County, but he cares about the animals in Richland County. And, and he has a, an understanding that when you address people who um, treat animals' cruelty, that's not the only uh, thing that they're doing that's outside of the law. I mean, you know, a lot of times you're dealing with weapons, you're dealing with guns, you're dealing with criminal domestic violence. Um, we prosecuted a case, believe it or not, we prosecuted a case where the deputy called me because he went out on a criminal domestic violence um, call and the person had killed the child's guinea pig. And um, we prosecuted him for felony animal control, uh, animal cruelty for um for killing the guinea pig during a uh, criminal domestic violence um, episode. Well, that's good. So, I mean, guinea pigs' lives count too, right? That's why I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. And do you know what? And that just goes to prove, doesn't it? You know, it's not just the dogs and, and the bigger animals. It's even those that little ones that, you know, to be fair, that half the time don't even get a mention. And, and that's fantastic. That is just heaven, isn't it? I love that. Hold on a minute. Have we got a problem on the... Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. I I, I think my phone was playing up for a minute. Mine just went totally dead then. (laughs) So... So what what is it that people need to be looking out for? Is there certain things that they can actually help you with as well? Because obviously, you know, people do want to help others, but sometimes what signs can they look for? Obviously, we spoke about the dog fighting. What else do they need to keep an eye out for? Um, just, you know, it's people that are, um, that let's say they keep a, a, a dog in a, in a small enclosure, you know, like a, we have a lot of people that will just keep them in, like, travel crates instead of, um, you know, a regular dog house. You'll notice that a dog is in the backyard and, and nobody ever goes out and feeds it and it has no shelter. Um, you know, they can call and, and make us aware, make, make law enforcement or the local authorities aware of that so somebody can check on the animal. Um, those kind of things. If you see a dog in a hot car, you know, we had we had that. Uh, a couple weeks ago where, you know, somebody had left their 
little dog in the car, and it's, you know, it's 90 degrees, and uh, you call law enforcement and have them get the dog out. Um, yeah. So there's, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, it's it's just common sense. If you see something and it doesn't seem right, then it's probably not. And um, yeah. if it's not a crime, it certainly doesn't hurt to have it checked. Um, yeah. And, and the other thing, I, we spoke to Captain Yoakum from the NJSBCA about this. I mean, and we hear a lot of stories of people saying, well, if I saw the car, a dog in a car and it was very hot, I'd smash the window and get them out. And, and the captain did say, don't do that because, one, you're going to break glass, it's going to get into the dog's feet, and that's no good. And also, if the dog gets past you, it can be, well, just a tremendous amount of running around after the dog, never mind the fact that there could be an accident caused with it as well. What, again, is that the same from you guys as well? Um, I don't know. You know, I think it's it's situationally dependent. You know, it, it's one of those things that certainly if the dog is about to pass, you're going to have to do something. That you, you try to get, um, you know, uh, the people, I can't think of what they're called right now, but pop a lock kind of people to come um, so that they can pop the lock on the door. Uh, one thing you can do is if it's in a, if it's sitting out in front of the grocery store, go into the grocery store and have them say on the intercom the person needs to come out. Um, yeah. You know, your last reason, definitely the last resort would be busting the glass. Um, so you just kind of have to hopefully, you know, the people will come out or you can get a hold of them or you can get somebody there in a pretty quick amount of time to be able to get the car door open and get the animal out. Yeah. Holly, can I ask you a question? Um, sure. I know that there are some places, some organizations and law agencies that have made it legal to break, you know, in, in an emergency situation to do that. And I can't for the life of me think of them right now, but I know I've seen them in passing in the last few weeks that there have been some laws passed that in certain states and or cities it's been said if, if that's the case, you have a legal right to smash in the window. Do you have, on the top of your head, I just cannot think of a city that I wish I had them, um, but I remember I was like, you know, good. Um, do you have any recollection of what agencies are, you know? I, I don't. I don't know any specific agencies like that. Like I said, for, for us, um, I think it would be, it would depend on the situation. You would want it to be like the last resort um, to, to bust the window, but I don't think it would be illegal for us to bust the window to try to get a dog out. Now, um, we may end up having to pay for that person's glass. I don't know if they ended up, but if we charged them, then it would be on them, and certainly if you're going to bust the glass out of somebody's car, you need to charge them for the animal cruelty. So Yeah, um, but, but like I said, these were places that were in support of, like laws that passed promoting that that was okay, and I just can't for the life of me remember I saw them, yeah. I was like, you know, it needs to be because, you know, it, it just, it just you know, it, it should be okay in my eyes. I mean, you got to save a life, you know, and, and the window is secondary, and I figure, hey, that's your punishment for leaving your dog in the car. Deal with it, you know. You don't think twice about busting the window out of the car to get a baby out of there. So um, Thank you. you know, Thank you. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't even think twice about that. You'd bust that glass. So, um, yeah, thank you. It Absolutely. probably should just be part of policy for um, for most most cities. And I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know the city of Columbia. Um, 
but I know we don't have a specific policy for that. I'm um, I'm in the process of working on um, some animal policy and procedure, and that may be something that we need to address. Yeah. Yeah, I want yeah. to look up after uh, after we finish the show and stuff. I'm curious. If, I just remember, like I said, I've read so much the last few weeks, and I just remember I did come across a couple, you know, that had signed stuff in and mandated it, and you know, not that people can go haywire, but that it, you know, that it is legal type of that situation for a dog to do it, and um, and it's I'll have to look at it. I'll look into it, folks, and I'll post it to my page when I find it. Um, but I just remember one of the things when I saw, it, and I thought, good, because you know these. Idiots shouldn't be leaving their dogs in cars with windows rolled up in the middle of summer, and yeah. um, you know it's it's just it's a slow death. It is a painful yeah. death for an animal or person. So I mean, it, it just shouldn't happen. You know, it just really uh, shouldn't happen. No, it shouldn't. And and you know, there's enough awareness out there about it. They make it on um, the television all the time and the radio stations all the time about how. Car in the summertime, and, and people still do it. So, exactly, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Holly, thank you very much for calling into the show. We're going to go to um, a short break now, but listen, thank you very much for joining us tonight, and uh, we really appreciate that. All right, thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Holly. Thank you very much. Cheers. All right, thank, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Now, let's, uh, what we'll do is we're just going to have a very short um, little song, and then we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Um, but while we're away, just remember to go and have a look at Hoobry Hound, www.hoobryhound, that's H-U-B-R-I-H-O-U-N-D.com. And if you go into order, please put the special code in of CF. CC, and you will get a discount on that as well. Please go and have a look and uh, let us know in the chat room what you think. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes when we've got a couple more special guests that are coming on to show. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
patrolman reserve uh, with the local police department here, and I'm also a um, a I guess um, one in charge, uh, along with the command staff of a few others, for a uh, nonprofit organization that's a search and rescue team here in Swansea, South Carolina. Um, that is made up of nothing but volunteers from across the state. Oh, see, no, listen to that. I tell you what, we do have very good guests on the show tonight, to be fair, haven't we, Jamie? I mean, the fact that they're animal lovers and they're donating time and putting so much effort in, both of you, absolute lovely people, welcome you to the show. Thank you. So um, I have been, and I've got to start first. Sorry, Jamie, I'll just push in here. I've got to say that I've done quite a few shows about um, the dogs being shot by police. And, of course, you know, we get people riled up straight away. Now, before we even start the show, uh, this part of it, I should say, <clears throat> firstly, these lovely guys have come on because I wanted to get people onto the show to hear the other side of this. And I want to tonight speak to these guys to ask them how they can recommend that us, the general public, can prevent these from happening and also to see their side of, of the coin, if you like. Because, you know, it's all right saying, oh, this happened, that happened, and, and we all get very angry. But we want to be making changes, good changes, and tonight it is not about ranting at each other. I want to see what we can do to actually connect um, the canines and the police and the general public even more and to make it better for all of us. So I don't know which one of you two want to answer that. <laughs> Um, maybe I'll just take a, a quick shot at it here first. Uh, where we come from, um, we have a large population of uh, in my township that has dogs. I, I'm sure that's no different from any other jurisdiction in the country here. Um, we always try to explain to people, you know, make sure your dog is confined. It doesn't necessarily have to be on a tie-out in your yard as long as you have something that is able to confine the dog to your property so it's not roaming around the street um, causing problems for traffic or possibly um, biting somebody who's walking down the, the sidewalk. Um, the other thing that we'll try to kind of explain to people is um, try to keep your dogs under control as well if somebody's approaching your house. Um, I'm plenty of times have gone up to a house, you know, rang a doorbell just to ask them a question or to see if they saw something if, that I was investigating and they'd open up the door and the dog would just bolt right out between me and the, the person holding the door open. And if you know somebody's approaching the house or even if somebody's actually already knocking on your door or ringing your doorbell, take the couple of extra seconds to maybe put the dog in the other room or, or tie him out in the back so that he doesn't have that chance to, to run out of the door when you go to open it for who's ever there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Good point, Nick. Good point. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, that just just take a couple of minutes. You know, at the end of the day, officers aren't going to complain if you just shout to them, just one minute, and, and you just go and dealt with that and then go to the door. Correct. Um, I, I would much rather stand, even if it's pouring down rain, I'd much rather stand outside for an extra five seconds than, than have a dog get hit by a car right in front of me or, or the dog attack me, you know, thinking that I was a threat or something. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's kind of what I've touched on, and I've let people know, um, everybody, that, 
you know, while everybody points the finger at police, you know, they need to do the training, they need to do this, they need to do that. Everybody, it is a two-way street, okay? There are things that we can do as pet guardians and being responsible that can make their jobs a lot easier. And I don't want this to come out wrong. I'm not blaming every dog shooting on, you know, the pet guardian. But there are some instances where I think that it could have been prevented. And I just think as a responsible pet guardian, you know, look up, do some research, see what it is that you can do that will help. Um, I actually had a young lady last week, I believe, that was going to go on a road trip that was going to be, you know, pretty far with her dog. And her dog is very protective of her, and she said almost borderline aggressive towards strangers. And she was concerned. She never gets pulled over for a ticket, but she said it would just be her luck that she would get pulled over. And she asked me, messaged me, what preventative measures do I suggest that she take for this road trip? And I couldn't have been happier that a civilian was asking about preventive measures. And we discussed her different options. I suggested a muzzle and or a partition divider in the car because she knows how her dog is. And, you know, it's just about being responsible and preventative. And I was so impressed, and she took my advice. And that's kind of along the lines. It's it's a two-way street. We're all a team. It's not just police officers. It's, It's pet guardians alike. I mean, you take preventative measures for your children to keep them safe. You've got to do that for your dogs as well to help law enforcement out. And, you know, the the training, I do agree, is key also. But, again, it is a two-way street. We cannot put this all on law enforcement. Correct. Exactly. And what are are both your feelings about the fact of the training? You know, have you, either of you been on the training for, you know, the extra training that we're trying to push for? You know, what do you think? What, What is the police's opinion of this? I'll uh this is Nick again. I'll let uh I'll let the uh the other officer go ahead and answer that since I jumped on the first one. Well, I I haven't um I haven't been involved in Jamie's uh program that she's uh promoting so much. Um but I'm very much in agreement uh with Jamie um as well as Sue and and of course Nick as well in regards to the fact that it just you know, with any animal, whether it's a bird, um, you know, a cat, they're all animals, and we don't realize how they are to act um, with the approaching of a foreign person. And, um, you know, many cases, I'm sure Nick's had the same instance where, you know, people say, oh, my dog's loving, they won't bite you, they won't do anything, but the reality is, Every dog, every cat, every bird, it's an animal, and it has its own wild instincts to do what it needs necessary or feels necessary um, in the sense of something that is irregular to them. Um, and it's just it's, it's very important that, you know, the public understands that we do agree in the sense that we believe you and what you're, you're telling us, um, but at the same time we have that, that mindset that we have to look at it as it is an animal and it does have the tendency to, to change its mind at a moment's notice. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't want to hurt people's feelings and say, Oh, we don't trust you. We don't trust your, your animals, but we just look at it more as a a safety aspect for everybody. Um, so that we don't end up in a bad, bad situation or bad predicament. But the, but the reality is, you guys are, are coming into um, somebody's, you know, a garden, house, 
whatever. You're in uniform. Maybe the dog isn't used to this. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm in the UK. Now, t- this is where it shocks everybody. In the UK, the police officers don't have guns on the streets. So, <laughs> right. but, but even with that in, inside, I've got a Rottweiler and I've got two Labrador crosses. If somebody knocks on my door or I see somebody coming up the drive, before they, most of the times, if I've spotted them, I have got my dogs in the back garden where they can't get out so that then I can then go to the front door and I know they're not going to go past me because the reality is that the dogs um, sense your... It may be that you're looking for somebody. It could be that you have... Something's happened in the street. You guys are police officers. You've got an adrenaline rush. You've got, you know, you, you may be in a rush about something. You could come to the door in a bit of a hasty way. Not That's not knocking you guys, but I'm saying... You know, you, you've got a job to do, and, you know, the dogs don't understand that. You know, they see a big, strong guy stood outside the front. It doesn't have to be a strong guy, but whatever. And in a uniform, he's got an adrenaline rush anyway. They don't recognize this person. And, and the reality is we need to put our dogs away because the dogs don't know you. Yeah, if I, if I can elaborate on that, uh, Sue, they're, I we're walking. I all of you are big that you all of you were big stocky six foot two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I was gonna say you we're walking into their den. That's how I explain it to the other officers when I yes. when I talk with them about how they've you know, maybe other dog encounters that they've had. A dog is going to be more protective on its own territory versus if I took am I I have I own two dogs myself, one of them being a German shepherd. If my dogs on my property, in their house, in their backyard are have a different mindset than if I take them over to the neighbor's house to visit my neighbor. They are they almost have a sense of understanding. Okay, I'm outside of my area now, so somebody coming up to me, I'm probably on their land and they're they'll be a little bit more relaxed, but if somebody comes onto my property here, they're they're more on guard because to them it could be potentially a threat. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes and a lot I'm, of sense. Exactly. And the thing is, let's face it, we don't have dogs to literally, I'm not being funny, I'm a single mum, I've got four children, and my dogs are to protect me too. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. the thing is, if I'm in the front garden and somebody's trying to get in my front garden, my my dogs, of course, are going to tell you to get back over the gate. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry. No, carry on. I was just going to say, though, you know, that being said, you know, we all agree that, yes, it is the animal's domain. It's their house. You know, they're instinctually, you know, going to guard their family, their pack, you know, and protect. And that's why I honestly do think that the training is so important. Not that officers are doing anything wrong all the time. It's just so many of these can be prevented by just judging the body language of the animal and knowing, you know, for instance, not to look at, you know, straight in the eye. There are just so many things, because I know that they're taught in the academy how to deal with people in instances, and I think with dogs, too, because you know 99 times out of 100, you're not going to be welcomed by the dog living in the house coming in under a stressful situation. So I do think it is important for them just to learn how to defuse it without killing the dog. You know, that, that I know there are ways, and I know someone like, you know, Nick that has dogs, he gets body language, he understands dogs, and that's why I think it is so important just to do some kind of training, just, just as a tutorial of them understanding the dog and how to defuse it without a tragic result. 
and sure. you know, I, I have I'd mentioned agree. to Nick, I have mentioned to Nick, he knows this, that I, you know, <laughs> we mentioned the mandated training for his new canine unit, everybody, but Nick, of course, would have to take the, you know, course of action and, you know, speak to his boss, but just so everybody knows, Nick and I did discuss it, and it is on the table, but, you know, that's, that's something down the road, but it, it has been discussed, and I really think it'll benefit everybody. I think the public and civilians will respect at least that they've gone through the training, they feel that their their dogs' lives are validated, that the officers care enough to try to learn how to defuse it, and I really just think it's a win-win all the way around, and I there again, I know civilians need to do their part too, but I think this mandated training is great for officers too. I mean, I know you all don't like it. You don't like the backlash on your department when the news story comes on, and, you know, even if you shoot the dog five minutes later, how, how do you feel? Probably not good. So okay. it's, you know, I think it's a win-win for everyone. We You know, most people, we all love dogs, and I just think at the end of the day, education is key and, and preventative measures, and I just think mandated training is the way to go. It just, Even if it's just some form of it, just something, even if it's a couple hours of body language classes, you know, there's all different ways that it can be incorporated into the academy. But just what I've gotten out of my supporters on my page is they would just appreciate police departments at least just, you know, doing something to show that they care and acknowledging that there is a problem and let's let's prevent this. You know, what can we do to fix yeah. this? Yeah. But, do you know, I, I'm always the one who sits on the garden fence and looks at every side. And, I, and I, I'm thinking to myself, as police officers, if you were to be dealing in a children's environment, they would not just put you in a children's home and let you get on with it. So in my eyes, I just think, why isn't it just mandatory that you have training? Because you are going into, if you like, a dog's home, and you should be able to deal with that accordingly, but also with the public doing their bit and saying, hold a minute, can you just give me a minute? I just need to put my dogs dogs away. Do you know what I mean? It's like putting you in other situations that you're not happy with, I don't to me I, I want to protect you as police officers and know that you are safe and and right. I think that's exactly what you know our government should be doing is doing it as it's mandatory you know we need you guys to be safe in whatever situation you're put in sure i I would agree it's it's not only going to benefit the uh the lives of the uh the dog it's going to benefit the lives of the officer and and even any first responder even if if it's a stressful situation that's an, uh, a medical call like a a group of uh, a medical uh, EMTs come into the house could could spook the dog into thinking that they're a threat. Um, you know, it's, it could go for it can work for everybody. Exactly. Um, I've just got to say a big hello to Kristen that's in the um, chat room. Kristen does um, a lot of work about the dogs being shot by police, and she actually had two of her dogs shot. Um, but she has literally um, obviously grieved for dogs, but also done so much work behind the scenes. Um, dealing with so many people, do you know what I mean? And she says, jingle your keys, as most dogs will just turn and wiggle their butts. <laughs> <laughs> and she's right. It's something as simple as that. How many people have picked their, their car keys up and the dog's jumping around because he wants to go out with you? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and she's saying, mm-hmm. And she's saying, don't smile at a dog. And don't just automatically assume that the dog is going to be defensive. 
that's, yeah, that's, that's where all the training comes in. That's where all the training exactly. comes in. It's just little things like that that can be it, – it, it can even just be a few hours. I know I mentioned it to Nick that um, I believe the course in Fort Worth, I want to say – Cindy will know this, and Cindy, I hope I'm making you proud and not messing this up, but I want to say I thought it was an eight-hour course. But there are different variations to the course, different you know ways of going about it. Just something is better than nothing. And it just really shows the citizens that the you know the law enforcement does care and they're making an effort, and I really think it would help smooth this you know breeding of hatred that's going on right now. And I and I hate it for you guys um, because it's not fair. Because you know Nick, of course, you know just the other day rescued a dog, and you know as everybody well knows, he's such a hero. And you know you guys Thank do you. these great things. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. And I just um, I like you all to be commended for that, and I, and I really hate this mentality. Of let's just hate all police officers because of this, and you know it, it's just it's not fair to you guys to go above and beyond. And um, I really just want to commend all the officers that have gone above and beyond and um, to do heroic acts to save ran- all kinds of animals. And um, it's you yeah. know it's it's heartwarming. It's sad, but I post these stories on my page. Some of them are two years old. Nobody's ever heard of it, and that is so, it's such a shame that these are like yes. brand-new stories, but they've been out for 10 years. Exactly. Nick, tell us your story. You know, I, I'm hearing this hero situation. Um, I'm, everybody loves a good story, and, and I know everybody in the chat room would love to hear this. Tell us what happens. Sure. Um, I, I certainly don't think of myself as a hero for it. I, I would have done it regardless if I was a police officer or not, but uh, – um, I was on patrol, and the neighboring jurisdiction uh, got dispatched to a, a two-vehicle car accident. Um, then they were advised that there were two dogs inside of one of the vehicles that was involved in the crash, and they jumped out after the crash and ran off. Uh, one was a Border Collie, and the other one was a German Shepherd. Um, the Border Collie, from what I understand, was caught soon after, um, but the, the German Shepherd was last seen running west um, from the crash scene, and I was continuing to listen um, to the, the radio transmissions because, like I said, it was in the neighboring jurisdiction, and I can tell based on other people calling in to report seeing a dog running through the neighborhood that it was heading down toward my uh, jurisdiction. So myself and uh, another officer, uh, Tim Zeckman, uh, from the neighboring jurisdiction, started heading westbound to see if we can head the dog off, and uh, Tim actually found the dog just north of my jurisdiction, and I went over to respond to help him out. Um, he and I approached the German Shepherd. She she let us drive right up to her while she was still standing on the side of the road, and as soon as we got out of our patrol cars, she took off running into the field that was right next to the road. So uh, we tried to walk toward her, and every time we took a step, she'd continue to go out further and further. So we stopped, not wanting the dog to continue and eventually get lost, uh, we had another officer try to contact the owner at the crash scene and see if she can come over uh, to coax the dog to come back. So um, shortly after, the owner showed up, and she went out into the field. The dog was probably about 200 yards off of the road at this point and and got to the dog. And naturally, the dog stopped running when she saw the owner, but she the dog wouldn't budge anymore. Even when the owner was trying to walk her back, the dog just wouldn't move. So I saw the owner trying to pick the dog up and walk her over, but the owner, she's a young girl, small frame, and was having a difficult time picking up a full-grown German Shepherd. So um, I keep a lead in the trunk of my car 
just for situations like this. So I, I got the lead out and I walked out to the field and I attached the lead to the dog's collar. And while I was doing that, that's when I saw the pads of the dog's feet were completely ripped up and the skin was just hanging off of them. Now, where the crash scene happened and where we located the dog was approximately two miles, and most of that run that the German Shepherd took there was on asphalt, and it was in the mid-'80s that day, so it was pretty warm out. So um, I looked at the owner, and I said, is your dog going to bite if I try to pick her up? And the owner said, I don't know. Nobody besides me has ever tried to pick her up. So I knelt down and, and got down on the dog's level, you know, after I stood there petting her for a little bit, I got down on her level and petted her some more and just tried to get her comfortable with me. And once I felt like she was relaxed enough, I very slowly, you know, hoisted her up just to make sure she was going to be fine with me doing that. Once I had her up in my arms, I walked her back um, out to the the vehicle that was waiting for her back out onto the road. And uh, once I got her into the vehicle, she seem to be a little bit more relaxed now being in a familiar place so and uh then the owner went and got her uh, the medical attention she needed oh do you know what i on the asu show i'm very much known for my hugs and i just want to give you a big hug from the uk what a <laughs> thank you very much beautiful story um i don't know if you've heard of the captain of the njspca but it's always a big joke with it me and him having a hug and um, honestly it's just Beautiful to hear of lovely stories like that, you know, and if we could just have 50,000 more of them every single day in the world, wouldn't it be a better world? Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We we just don't have enough of these stories. Do you know what I mean? We've got, even when we turn on the news, you know, there's all this negativity and... And do you know what, Jamie, you're 100% right on your page because we do need to be sharing good stories of what the police are doing and helping us and and the different things that they deal with every single day. And just one of those stories, that's just so heartwarming. It's lovely. I love it, too. I really really love it. And I know, Nate, you're you're extremely humble, but um, (laughs) that was just, it really was an amazing act of human kindness. But I know that you're so humble. You're just kind of like, it was just another day for me. I did what I would, you know, what anybody else would have done. But we really appreciate you going above and beyond. You set a good example for what we're looking for out of law enforcement. And um, I do want to mention to everybody that, as you know, Nick Agu has now gotten his own canine unit division and they are in need of donations to get this thing going. And I believe Sue has put the link on the page. Uh, I have. It, it, it's in my um, Ask Sue blog, and all the links are in there. So I don't have to share all the links of everything. I just share one, and it's all in there. <laughs> okay, so if anybody can, anybody, no donation is too small. Let's let's help Nick Agu out, and let's help him get his canine unit going. And, um, you know, they're going to need bulletproof vests and the dog itself and training, and there's all kinds of funds involved. And, you know, let's reward this hero for what he's done. And I know this was in the works before you had done this heroic act, Nick, and I know this would have happened for you regardless. So let me make that clear. He earned this prior to this rescue. But they really need y'all's help if you can donate. And I don't want to leave Hunter out either. Um, The STAR organization is an amazing organization, and um, I know that they they work strictly on donations. Correct, Hunter? That is correct. Um, that that is what uh, helps us get to the people that are in need. Um, 
in everything that we do for the the public. Yeah, guys, they have an amazing, amazing organization, and I mean, really, they they do amazing things. And I would really love anybody that can help them out to help them out as well. Um, as it's a great organization, you all should go on their website and take a look at them. Um, Hunter, can you please reiterate the website address? The website is star s t a r r searchteam dot com. Um, and it, it's actually just been updated within the last uh, couple of weeks um, from a new web host. And uh, the the person that does the, the website has done an immaculate job um, with easy access to go all throughout the website to see different things such as trainings, events, um, even some of the live searches that we've done. Yeah, you all really got to check it out. I mean, they're, they're doing amazing yeah. things. Um, these are two great causes, and um, even if, you know, no donation is too small for either one, I, I know they would appreciate anything, and um, they're both so deserving of it. And um, I'm so glad you guys came on and to talk about everything. And well, Thank you. Appreciate it. Very much. Um, no, Hunter, thank you. Hunter, I don't want to feel that you're left out. And, and there's one thing I do love is to hear a good story. So, can you, can you tell us of one of your search stories that, you know, something that you've done too? Oh, let me see. I, I wasn't expecting that, but... Um, <laughs> you know us English, we're always the unexpected. <laughs> it very much is. Um, it's, you know, it's it's heart-wrenching um, for the side that we do because most of our stuff, because we have such great law enforcement agencies and fire departments and, and EMS departments that, you know, a lot of these uh, missing persons, they, you know, they're handled by most agencies pretty quickly um, as long as the resources are available. Um, where we tend to help out a lot more is in a recovery effort um, for departments who are trying to help families, um, you know, close cases and and ultimately uh, finalize and have a closing as to what has happened um, to a family member, and um, you know, it, it's heart wrenching sometimes to to realize that you know that that's the downfall of what you know some of us do uh, have to do and and. We're we're there more for the sense of helping those families and uh, those friends um, get closure. And uh, I I have to say we've been fortunate um, to not have any recent ones um, where we've had to to do that. But um, here just a, a while back we um, we did have one for a little boy that actually um, went missing, um, actually walked off with his dog. Um, he was only about, oh, I think he was three or four years old, still in diapers. Um, and he walked off, and it was a cooler night. Um, it had been raining a good bit. Um, the local departments, even the state agency, had come in with helicopters and, and search teams trying to find them. Um, and they ended up calling us uh, the next morning to come out there. Um, and just probably within an hour or so of being out there, um, one of the searchers happened to uh, to walk up on the child. Um, the dog had actually, 
stayed with him through the night. And um, then when searchers got close, came out, and uh, they ended up having, finding the boy first thing that morning. So, you know, he went home to his family, a uh, little dehydrated, a little cold, but uh, all in all, he was in good health. And um, that's the positive things that we like to hear and see. Um, but we, we also recognize that we do uh, spend a lot of our time trying to help families close out um, family members that have, have gone missing and, uh, and do everything in our powers and our resources to, to help bring closure to them. Now, Hunter, is there places for people, I'm sure there's people listening saying, oh, isn't that lovely, and I wish I could do something like that. Is there any way that they can get in contact with you if they actually want to volunteer themselves? Um, there is, actually, on the website. You can um, you can go there. It's, it's very user-friendly. Um, big selections up top as to what you would like to do. Um, we do our very best to give you a little background as to each uh, person that's on the team. Um, just to see, you know, it's not a team made up of all fire, all firefighters, or all police officers, or all uh, EMS personnel. We have uh, we have a principal, we have teachers, um, we we do have law enforcement. Um, we have some that are, I think, slight geniuses and rocket scientists, and uh, you know, but you can go on there and you can put in an application and. And um, we then allow you to come to our, our training and, um, and see how things work and how things operate. And, um, and, and we go from there. And if it's something that you think is a calling, then, you know, by all means, we, we take on uh, any help that we can get. Because, of course, it is a volunteer agency. And so not all members are available at that exact moment in time um, because we all do live our lives all across the state. So, uh, yes, you, you can more than welcome go to the website and see that and, and put in an application to come and, uh, and, and spend some time with us. Excellent. Just, just remarkable is, is all I can say. And I just love sharing good stories and, and especially with good people. I just, it's just like a breath of fresh air. I must admit, I was saying to Jamie earlier, you know, we're always sharing with the show, we do a lot of animal advocate work and we share negativity with the abuse and, and various things. And it's just nice to have some nice good stories, you know, of good endings and, and, and things. It's, it's just lovely. I agree. Thank you. I agree. Uh, Jamie, have you got any questions? Do I have any questions? Look out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you opened a can of worms, didn't you? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, you caught me off guard. You know, I, I don't have any questions right now. <laughs> Do you know what I was expecting? And, and anybody that knows me knows, Yeah, I, I'm very rarely at a loss for words here. Um, okay, I have a question for you, Nick. Sure. Um, how far out do you think you are from you all actually starting your canine division? Do you have any idea? Um, well, I guess it would really depends on how well our, our fundraising efforts go. Um, we we had a couple of businesses and um, several uh, donations come in from private uh, citizens, both of our township and outside of our township, in support of this. Um, so we, we are right around – 
uh, $4,500 that we, we've gotten donations so far. And um, as far as the training for the, uh, the dog and the equipment necessary, uh, the training for the dog, the training for myself, and the equipment necessary to actually have a functioning canine unit, um, our minimum goal uh, is 18000 So we're just we're get almost at a quarter of the way there. Okay, well, I, I would like to put out to the masses listening, if anybody knows of any, and I'm talking like a professional canine trainer that would be willing to donate the training to this department, I would love to see that. Um, it's just goodwill. It's a nice thing to do. They need it. They deserve it. Um, if anybody knows anybody that's willing to kind of pay it forward, um, I think that would help them out a great bit. Um, at least on the you know pricing of the training, and as well as the bulletproof vests. If anybody out there you know knows of companies that deal in bulletproof vests that might consider making a donation of some kind, um, I'm sure that they would very much appreciate that as well. Um, when you, well is that about right, Nick? Yeah, we actually um, there. We actually have somebody that um, is willing to uh, to donate the money to get the canine a vest once we have the the dog in place, um, which is was very very generous. Um, the uh, the Michael Wise Foundation, um, he's that's the the group that has um, come to us about that. Uh, my my chief is actually part of that foundation, and um, there's another group out there, um, Project Pause Alive, that has also started to fundraise to try to get us some of the safety equipment for the dog um, to benefit the dog in case the dog was ever in trouble or anything like that on duty. So um, both of those um, organizations are doing what they can to get us the equipment. So our, our main focus is, uh, is you know, the fundraising to get the, the dog and the training for the dog and myself, and then just the actual functioning equipment for the, the dog to perform his or her duties, whichever the, the dog is. So... But yeah, that's that's wonderful. Um, can I just say that Kristen Hoffman must have been a mind reader in the chat room because she's just said a name to me that it was literally in my mind too. Have you guys have heard of um, Jim Crosby? I can't say that I have. Uh, I, I'm not recognizing it. Okay, he's um, a retired police officer, uh, police lieutenant, and he literally has done a lot on canine aggression and various different things, and maybe I might have a word of him, and maybe he might be able to help out with the training. I, I, I can't promise on that, but I'm thinking it might be, <laughs> he, he's a, an absolute fantastic guy, and I'm just wondering maybe we can put you guys together too. Wonderful. Thank you. You, you know where my wheels are turning too. That is a great idea, and I'm thinking that if Nick can get everybody on board with the mandated training, that maybe Maybe that gentleman can also help conduct the mandated training body language course. You know, maybe we could tie this mm. all into yep. one thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Definitely. Now I know. Jim, I know you have. Jim is, you know. Yeah. Sorry, Jamie. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, Nick. I know you got to go through your chain of command, but you know, hey, it's possibility that maybe he could conduct a training for you as well. No, no, that's absolutely. I'm. I mean, I'm sure my chief is absolutely receptive to anything that's going to benefit us as a police department. You know, we anything that makes us uh, <clears throat> anything that makes us a better police department for our um, for our citizens. That's we're definitely look into it. Yeah. 
Well, well, Nick, what I'll do is I'll get um, I'll get Jamie to forward um, Jim's details to you and let me know how you get on. Um, okay. But also, I want to offer both of you any time you want to. Um, maybe you're looking for something, or you know, you need a, an update on how you're getting on with the fundraising or anything. You know, any time you want to come on the show, you're more than welcome. Any time, just give me a shout. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you sir. So, so how, how much realistically, um, Hunter? <coughs> How much does it actually cost you guys a year to keep it running? Um, it, it varies, um, you know, depending on each individual. I, I know in in past years I've spent uh, upwards of ten thousand dollars just to just to uh, make trips and and do do calls and um, uh, keep up with. Um, I I too have. Um, Two two dogs and one of them, which is a um, a canine that we have worked with um, for searches, but um, you know it it all depends and and we do have a person that does her very best in uh, in grant writing and and works to to try and find anything out there to help uh, keep us funded, um, you know as the years progress. Um, but of course, as everybody is well aware of, across the world, the cost of of everything has gone up. So, of course, uh, you know a lot of these expenses uh, we as the volunteers take those on, and and each individual it, it just it varies, and it and it can be very expensive um, from time to time as to as to what the um, the situation may be. No. Yeah. And, and this is the thing, you know, even in the UK, we've got like a, a helicopter, and it's called the Midlands Air Ambulance, and we we don't get no funding. And what happens is, is that the helicopters actually go to car accidents. They'll pick up the, um, you know, whoever's involved in the accident, and they'll take them straight to the hospital. And it saves so many thousands of lives. Um, and there's no government funding at all for it. It is literally charity run. And, and I find that quite upsetting that you know people are doing good jobs. Like yourselves, there is—is is there any funding that can actually be, you know, can maybe we can get somebody on board to maybe look to see if there's any funding available for you? Um, you, you know, there. One of the biggest things that helps is is just the general donations from day to day. Um, you know, getting out to the public. We do, um, we do multiple events throughout the year, just trying to raise awareness, but at the same time bring in a little bit of the, the funding to, to help us just maintain equipment um, and maintain certifications for our handlers and our search support people um, because, you know, not only do we use dogs, um, we also have a, an equine team, um, we have all-terrain vehicle teams, um, and we, then we also have foot people. And, um, you know, the AKC, uh, I can't thank them enough as well um, here in the U.S. because uh, many years now they have made um, a donation to us, uh, part of their grant process, and um, and it has helped us uh, keep us afloat, if you would say. Um, but, uh, you know, they, there just isn't a lot out there um, that really put forth the effort of uh, putting funds uh, for volunteer groups, um, because here in the U.S. and and I'm sure even over there that uh, you know a lot of uh, search teams are uh, governed 
by either local governments or even federal governments, and, and of course their funding is brought in federally, um, and, and so that's where you get a lot of your um, search teams that are traveling across the world into different countries to help. But um, you know, there there unfortunately is not a lot of people or organizations out there that are uh, in the ability to help fund uh, private organizations or nonprofits, I should say. Um, but they are beginning. I, I do see that they are beginning to increase um, more and more as uh, the Internet community seems to get larger and larger daily. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Jamie, have you thought of any more questions? I don't have any more questions. I, I really, more than anything, I I just want to thank you guys so much for coming on and, and thanking for you for everything that you do. And um, Sue, I want to thank you for having me on and um, letting me, you know, get exposure. And um, I also really just want to thank my supporters of the page. It means a lot to me. I've worked very hard on it. I'm trying to make a positive difference. And um, I really appreciate all the support I can get, and I'm just trying to kind of join everybody together and um, just kind of help work for a change and um, just have everybody be a little nicer to each other and kind of have the attitude of what can I do to help instead of pointing the finger at somebody because at the end of the day it's all about the fur babies. And, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just that that's that's what my goal is, but I, I really am just blessed with all the support that I've been given. Um and Sue, you know, you included you've been so great and so helpful. And um Nick Nick and Hunter, thank you so much for coming on this show. I really appreciate it. Um yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Do you know what if 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 everybody just acted like you two guys daily, we'd actually be okay. If everybody <laughs> right? just saw something that needed doing and didn't think about it and just said to us, it's just what I do because that's what it's all about, I just think we would have such a much better world. And every single day I do this show, I say to everybody, it's time that the world united. It isn't for arguing. It isn't for egos. It's just about doing what's necessary to bring a better world. Very yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. it, it is true. It is true. It is It's. It's so true. You have no idea. <laughs> well, Hunter and Nick, thank you so, so much for coming on the show tonight. I, I really appreciate it. And please remember, you know, the door to the ASU show is always open for you guys. Anytime you need, you know, we need to get you back on the show, obviously, to keep announcing that you're needing funding. And, you know, please keep us updated on how you're getting on as well. Thank you. I will do that. Thank you, sir. Okay. It's the same from here. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. You very much, please both please you. come to my page make an appearance so I can, you know, talk to you guys and keep up with your uh, successes and how how the donations are coming and all that to see if I need to push it a little bit for you. Oh, absolutely. I already liked it a little while ago. Uh, I okay, and it's on the Asu Show group as well. Absolutely. <laughs> I was, yes, I was absolutely. on the page Everybody's last night, and uh, I got Sue's approval today, so I, I'm, I'm glad to see that I'm able to to keep up with you made, you made the cut. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, everybody. You got to like Sue's page, too. That's, that's where it all starts. It all starts right there. 
Um, but no, really, thank you guys. And, and Nick, I hope you're okay with me putting a picture of you and the pooch on the couch, but I just thought that was the cutest thing ever. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> no, I, I, that's fine. <laughs> no problem up, there. It was a toss-up between that one and the one where he was on the floor and, and, and the couch one just won because it was just so cute. And then and the masks have just loved it and eaten it up. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, not a problem at all. Definitely. So if any of Nick or Hunter's mates have got any more funny pictures of them with dogs or anything, you can forward them on to the Ask Sue show, show at gmail.com, and we will quite happily have a laugh on their behalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should be quiet. My daughter's in the kitchen. It could end up being a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it. You look after yourselves, both of you. Thank you very much. Thanks, you guys. Take care. Okay, Bye. cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, Jamie. Oh, my goodness. What a fantastic show. Girl, I hope it went okay, and I'm so sorry. There were certain times where I talked when you went to talk, and it's so hard to tell when someone's going to say something, so it, I'm so sorry for all the times that happened. I was trying not to do it. Hey, listen, chat room, can you just please just let Jamie know that she did absolutely fantastic on the show tonight. For the first time she'd been on the radio, I think she did absolutely fantastic. She's got a fantastic page, so I'm asking all of you to go and like a page. Um, also, we've got to remember... Who sponsored our show tonight? We need to just give them another big shout-out. Uh, Hubri Hound, H-U-B-R-I-H-O-U-N-D.com. Please go and have a look. And please remember the code, unlike I did earlier, um, but it's C-F-C-C. Go and have a look. Let them know what you think and tell them that you heard myself and Jamie on the Ask Sue show. Uh, being a little bit crazy, but great fun too. <laughs> Can I mention one more thing, Sue? Of course you can. Go and help yourself. I just want to let everyone know that um, I, I have created a GoFundMe page, and um, it, it is just for anybody that wishes to help sponsor me in this crusade. Um, no, no donation is too small. Um, I, I just kind of need something because I'm at this day and night to, you know, to make this work, and it takes nothing less than 110%, and that's, that's what I'm going to give it. But um, I just want to let you all know that I do have a GoFundMe page, and, and anything, I would be grateful for anything that anybody could contribute to um, help me out. Excellent. And, and uh, Jamie, I, I really want to say thank you so much. I am privileged to have met you. We have had, the last few days has been very crazy. Just let everybody know I have had one hour of sleep, and uh, I would just like <laughs> to say that, you know, Jamie's had not much more than me. Um, and just like Max is saying, it's exactly the same with the Ask Sue show. Both myself and Jamie have been saying about how many hours we're putting in. We understand that some of you guys have got jobs and you can't do as many hours as us, and that's fine. But, you know, anything that you can donate to myself or to um, Jamie to help these causes that we're trying to achieve, we would appreciate any donation, however big or small. Absolutely, absolutely. I know Sue's got a GoFund page going, GoFundMe page right now, too, as well. Um, Absolutely. So, um, Jamie, the, the door to the Ask Sue show is open is definitely for you as well. Um, you know, any time you want to do a show and any time you want to bring on anything that wants to, uh, we need to put out there to obviously promote, please just give us a shout any time. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on, and it's been such a pleasure getting to know you. I feel like I've known you forever, and um, 
it's, I had a really good time tonight. It was my first radio show, so, you know, thank you for making it comfortable and fun, and um, I had a blast. <laughs> Careful now. I might exactly. like, you know, a stray dog on the doorstep every day, too, and tag along on the show today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Jamie, thank you so much. I've got to go now on to the next part of the show with Cindy Bolin. So thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us tonight. Excellent. Thank you so much, too. Okay, then. Thanks ever so much. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Now, everybody, you've got uh, literally 10 seconds. We're going to start on with our next show, and that's with the lovely Cindy Bolin. Uh, so please join us, um, and we will literally be going straight on to the next show. Uh, the chat room, you can stay there. So we'll be back in just a couple of moments. 